Welcome to Rise Lunchtime Talks. For those who don't know us, Rise is an NGO who focuses on family strengthening, no matter how families are formed. Rise is made up of a multidisciplinary team who believe that through building resilience and being strength focused, we can improve the lives of children and families. To find out more, visit arisefamily.org. I'm your host, Danny Musaji, and today we have Robin Jacobs, our clinical psychologist and family center manager, as well as Alexa Russell Matthews senior social worker, play therapist, and adoption support manager. Welcome, ladies. It's so good to have a chat with you at our first podcast ever called Arise Lunchtime Talks. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's good. Is that some nervous giggling going on there? No, I just am uh, intrigued as to how much of the content of our lunchtime talks we're going to include in our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see what our listeners think and we can include whatever they enjoy. Well, it's 2021, a new year, but it just doesn't feel like that for many of us. I would say most of us who worked, looked after children, um, had to continuously think around COVID, where we're going, who we contacting, who we speaking to. I think we're just all over it. We are tired. We are cut full, as our South Africans would say. Um, Why do you think we are all struggling with tiredness and fatigue in January slash February? Because none of us got a break. Like, you know, we keep joking, this is the 14th month of 2020 or the, I don't know, 670th day of 2020. <laughs> I can't quite decide. Yeah. And so, and the other part of it was this, like the hypervigilance, not actually taking a break, not being able to move freely. And also you can't just have play dates or go out, you, know, you can't go sit on the beach with Completely. your friends. Well, we couldn't go to the beach at all, really. So, <laughs> yes. <laughs> We're just expending so much more energy trying to figure out things that we didn't have to think about before. That It's exhausting. I think also for some of us, there was a lot of grief and loss. Mm-hmm. I mean, as an Arise team, yes. we had that yes. right at the start. But then family members and family members who are working in high stress spaces. And I know for me, when my uncle died on Christmas Day, like there was not going to be a holiday after that because we had other stuff we had to deal with. So. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think from a yeah from a rise perspective, it's been completely difficult with losing Naomi just before Christmas, um, and then having to deal with the second wave, and continuing to hear friends and family members. um, And the ten-week school holiday. Let's not leave that out. (laughs) Yes, I mean, how are parents? and caregivers I mean we are extended in the holidays every time something is changing our kids are struggling yeah. I would say as well absolutely yeah no very much so and even the lilies I think everyone thinks the lilies will be fine because they can play but they can't have play dates there's yeah. no spontaneous play dates because we have to like do the screening yes before a play date which also you've got to make sure that you all have the same idea of what it means to be keeping yourself safe completely because that's a perceptual thing as much as it's a practical thing and the things you want to do are open and enclosed and then open and enclosed and, and that's hard for us it's hard for them yeah um, i know my son particularly struggled with not being able to go to the park I mean, mm. there's so few freedoms left not being able to go to the park and mm-hmm. you can see the park from your house that's even worse yeah. No. That's even worse. Yeah. So we know that we're feeling completely tired and over it. So how do we take care of ourselves? How do we get that energy going and continue? Because 
until we get vaccinated, right, we're going to go through the third wave here in South Africa. Yeah. yeah. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a big question, Daddy, beside you as the director. <laughs> right. No, seriously, I think what I've started prioritizing is looking at what is my nutrition. So, And I don't just mean what am I eating, I mean what am I sleeping like, what movement am I building in. So for me that's meant letting go of some of the expectations I have of myself. Mm. to manage my energy levels so yeah. that I know that before I leave for work and when I get home in the evenings that I can be available to my children. Sure. I actually never have thought about nutrition. I, I must admit I've been one of those people who've been eating a lot of junk food just but to I, for comfort, every, you know, yeah. just, yeah. But I also think nutrition isn't just about the food we're eating. It's what are we reading, what are we watching, what are we hearing. Oh, yes, and so you've got true. your heart nutrition, you've got your stomach nutrition, which... Yeah. You know, cookie dough sometimes is a lot more nutritious <laughs> and satisfying than, yes. than eating salad, let's be honest. Yes. Or, or our Monday is a Monday tradition in this office during high stress periods, which I will not disclose because it's not <laughs> my story to tell. But I think it's also it's about our movement, it's about what we're being exposed to. And I think the same is true for our children. And so it's yeah, it's those kind of decisions that I've had to make. Because yeah. otherwise I start someone said, Did you not see this online? And I was like, No. I was actually playing a game. Yes. That's how I've slowed my brain down. But that's true. We've got to switch off yeah. at times, especially on social media, where there are some conspiracy theories and people who have some thoughts that are not exactly... They're not helpful. Yes, not helpful. Thank you, Alexa. That's a great word to use. Um, but then also just all... I mean, I, I found... I was struggling in the second wave looking at how many people were affected and how many people were dying and then knowing yes. people who were dying and that was really stressful and I remember turning to my husband and saying actually I need to I can't look at the stats and please don't tell me anymore yeah. I just we all we need to do is make wise decisions how do we keep ourselves and our family safe mm-hmm. um, and in that way I was trying to protect all of our mental health otherwise every night before you go to bed it's like 18,000 people affected over 500 people have passed away so I think it's also about flexibility you know when there's so much that's constantly changing it's okay for you to also change what is working for you so maybe I'm not able you know checking stats now is not helpful for me but uh, in three weeks time I might be in a space where that might be okay yes Um, I know for me at the moment um, it's been it's been helpful for me to mark how many new infections and to watch the infection rate come down Mm -hmm. um, and, and to hear that you know, the clinics are now where they were getting 120 cases per clinic per day, they're now getting 30. Yes. And yeah. their infection rate has come down to 15%. So those are helpful stats for me. And so picking the media you're consuming and, mm. and the sources that you're consuming and when you're going to consume it and when you're not. Yeah. And that's a nutrition thing if you think about it. Yes. That's about our mental health. Yeah. And what is on our, what's on our plate. It's yes. not necessarily food. Yeah, I mean, I, I found ourselves one day, my husband was really being very mopey, and I'm like, what is going on? And it clicked to me, we haven't left our property in like two and a half weeks. Um, and it was really difficult. Um, and so I was like, no, we need to we need to go out, wear masks, yeah. hand, like hand sanitize, do what we need to do, but we need to be out. So for me, I know what has helped cope uh, during this time is definitely just being outdoors, being with nature, getting your body moving. Yes. Now, I am not the best exerciser person, but I I do realize the, the importance of just getting that energy out especially if you have young children yes. to allow them to run um unfenced yes, yes. <laughs> that is true Free range unfenced yes. property spaces matter completely yes.
I know, Robin, you did that with your kids. Yeah, so I, t- I talk about running my kids. Um, <laughs> do you have Jack Russell? <laughs> um, and, and yeah, so it's important for us. Our property is quite tiny. We don't have a lot of yard space. Um, and that was a real struggle for us in, in level five when we weren't able to be. Yeah. And so since then, we've made a concerted effort to every day uh, go run for that kids. walk, run the kids. And, <laughs> um, my instruction is usually take them to the field, take them to the parking lots and run them up and down until they are tired. Yes. Um, yeah. So that's, yeah, and, and we've all seen a change in, um, well, in how my son in particular um, reacts and that helps us react. So, and how we react with him. So I'm not a short, um, and I don't have to dig into my own coping resources which are just not there at the moment because he's able to cope a little bit better without needing me to co-regulate with him. Yes. And I think that's the other part of it is is that I know for my family that too much screen time is a disaster mm-hmm. because it affects like we, we get grumpy children mm-hmm. and grumpy parents. As much as I'm like I can lie and read my book for an hour while I let you watch, I know that like there will become a price. Mm. And so I think it's also working out what you need to do when because there are days that we have to pay that price so yes. we can get certain things yeah. done. Yeah. But then there are other days that if we can top up all of yes. our cut like if we can top up the relationship cup yes. with love and with fun, I think then there's a balance and it's easier to get rid of the other stuff. Yeah. yeah. To shake it all. Because during the lockdown, I remember we climbed onto we've got a tree that goes up into a garage roof inside our property, not outside. Inside <laughs> our property. And we all went and sat on the roof and it was my son had said to us, and he was five at the time, just five, and he was like, Mom, can we go see what's happening in the rest of what's happening out there? And I was like, the out there thing freaked me out because actually you need to still have skills to navigate. And I almost feel like, I mean, especially those of us with grade R's and grade ones and the lilies, or even our high school mamas, like we're not getting to say goodbye and do the things yeah. that we envisioned. Yeah. And I think that's also part of it is the anticipation of we don't know what this is going to look like for you guys. Yeah, that's and true. And we hold that emotional space as parents. Yes. Yeah. Um, I, I found that being a lot more emotionally draining is that I have my own emotions and anxieties going on and I know my kids as well because yeah. why can't they see their friends? Why can't they go out? And then it's like, when is school going to stop? What does that look like? Are my friends still going to be at the school? Mm-hmm. You know, I have, as we all have, um, grade R's this year you know new school new friends new teacher new everything um and that's difficult and then you have to go into a social setting with masks on like how how are they supposed to navigate but then you also know you have to hold that space for your children even though i want to throw a tantrum and step my foot and say this does not feel fair which is what they want to do yes yes and and i get cross when they do that sometimes because I'm not in a space to always reciprocate and be that perfect mother that you all think we are when we work in this space. <laughs> that's not true. I'm aware that's not true. Some of you have witnessed that. But, <laughs> but I do. Sometimes I want to throw attention and say, this isn't what I want to be. Yeah. I've had yeah. to grieve the loss of what I thought my children's first year of school was going to look like. Yeah. yeah. So are there any uh, tools or tips? I know that we help each other sometimes yeah. in the morning and during lunchtime talks. Um, is What are the tools that we can help, especially our kids? kids going to new schools, making new friends, mm-hmm. COVID's not over, they still have to wear masks. What are tips that we can help our children through that process? Yeah, um, I think, so everyone's looking at me because my son is the one who's actually started great on. Yes. <laughs> like, well, um, so his, his school being classified as an ECD meant that they opened up um, at the end of January. And for us, it's, um, I've been amazed at how resilient he actually is and, and how ready he was for this. So we made the decision as a family to homeschool our son last year. And so it's been 
10 months since he was last in a school setting and sure. I was really worried about what that was going to yeah. look like. Um, he was just excited to have other kids um, around him. And so we just, we chatted about it. We started with like, you know, you're going to have to wear a mask every day. And how do you feel about that? And how do you feel about that? Is a question that gets asked all in our house. Occupational hazard. Um, he's going to start to learn the eye roll about as well as his father. Um, and yeah, so it was just doing that. The teacher had asked us to practice. So we had a few, um, I literally timed him. That's, you know, fun to do of how he could close his lunchbox on his own and how could he pack his box together in his bag together on his own because the teachers aren't allowed to assist oh, with yes. that and so I didn't even I didn't think that putting his mask on and off yes. so we had to change the types of masks we used so that they were ones that went from his ears so he could put them on and off by himself that's such good yeah. advice because yeah the teachers aren't able to actually help with them so we turned it into a race and mom made a bit of a fool of herself to practice <laughs> he must have loved that like, yeah. Right, but, so yeah so yeah. it was a bit of competition and um so yeah so some prepping with just chatting them through things the school sent videos as well which was really cool of, yeah like yeah. what the different how the sanitizing protocols were going to work and he just he he ran with it um and but it's quite literally <laughs> isn't that also the thing is that they are going to this is going to be normal like yeah, they're not going to know what yeah, we think they should be true. walking into because I mean, over this point like kids all know that you have to have your hands sanitized when you walk into the shop they know yeah. that you can't get out without a mask so for us the losses aren't their losses yes and i think that that's been quite helpful for me that that this isn't what you think i think you need to think i don't know if all those things make sense, <laughs> yes. sense. i'm hoping you understood that and I think that's been really helpful for me. And also just to start talking about, you know, you're going to school. And he and my son loves listening to, there's a podcast series called Wow in the World. And they've got one all about COVID and Corona oh, explaining wow. it. And he's been listening to that in the mornings. That's and so great. he's got all these, and so he's got a total context that's yeah. not linked to the loss of my uncle, that's not linked to the loss of my mommy, mm. or to our concerns for other friends. Yeah. He's just got this concept of this is why we're doing this. Yeah. And I think that that's been really helpful. Yes. Uh, as well as if we've kept our bubble small enough to include other children yes. in it, which also means that there's been, because like with your son, Robin, we, he wasn't in school last year. Hmm. And so I just, he's itching. I mean, when we set goals for 2021, <laughs> he was like, I want to improve my handwriting. And I was like, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's the first thing I would have thought. I would have thought it would have been a social thing. Yes. Um, but, and I think he's excited for that because the other part of it is his brain needs some stimulation yeah. that I, as a working mom can't give him, yeah. which makes me sad again. But actually, I, I don't know that I want to be his teacher, I'm very honest. No, I, know. I can't, <laughs> I can't do that. I can't during level four and we were doing homeschooling. I, I knew, to work. it, just, didn't it work. just, I don't have the patience. And so teachers, well done. I, I commend you, gold stars. Yeah. Yes. And to the moms who are emergency schooling. Yes. And, still having, and especially, I think the mothers, uh, my heart for this, I think all of us are quite, fortunate, blessed, lucky, whatever you want to say, our kids are going to school five days a week. Yes. Kids and older that are doing, some of our yes. colleagues' children that are doing these rotational cycles. Oh. I like, just don't know because do do routine is so important yeah, I mean the exactly. one thing that we've done with our son is preparing him and also helping him regulate his emotions so that mom can also leave and go to work with not crying myself is doing a um, picture calendar yeah. so we put on every day what what's going to happen when are you going to school what's going to happen at the school because there's already some activities which is great um, and so he knows so every day it's like okay how many days till school now Okay, yeah. count on the calendar. What are you going to do when you get to school? So keep talking to him because my son loves routines and knowing the plan. And 
unfortunately with COVID, there was no plan and plan yeah. changes all the time. Which spikes anxiety, which yes. sparks behavioral, so which spikes behavioral issues. Yes, yeah. Because actually we're just yeah. stressed and want to control our space. Yeah. And I think that when we're talking about what's helpful is also to be able to reflect that. Completely. Keep using that empathy and reflection. And I'm feeling really frustrated because I can see you are frustrated and I'm not sure what's going on, but we're all just frustrated. So maybe yes. we need to go jump yes. or dance. We have lots of dance parties in my house. Or yes. do wheelbarrow walking up and down the passage. Those are things that we've started doing to just when it gets too much. Yeah. All of us. I, yes. I bear walk also up and down the passage. <laughs> That's good. Because it just turns into fun and it stops the angstiness. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean we're talking about, you know, feeling tired over it over this pandemic, new year, but it just does not feel like a new year. Um, and then carrying all this burden. Um, but we know that it is important because working at a rise um in terms of family strengthening, family time is important. So how do you because this is what I've been struggling with, how do you make time for family? So kids, husband, even extended family, when you just don't have time for yourself, yeah, no. uh, you know, any tips? I mean, I've just been, I remember the one day I just told my husband, I tap out, I'm tapping out <laughs> for the night. And I said, you have to put the kids down because I'm just over it completely. And I just went to lie on my bed and read a book because that's what I needed for half an hour before I could engage and be present um because that's my mom guilt at the moment i get yeah. home but i'm not present i'm tired from the day i'm yeah, tired so, from everything so, i was like that yesterday i was sitting in the splash pool and i felt like part of me is here and you're climbing all over me and we're splashing but actually part of me would just rather be sitting quietly on the bed on my own <laughs> yeah. and then i felt terrible because i didn't see my kids all and i like being their mother i adore my boys but it is it's that constant yeah like and then I realized that actually if I, in my head, so in my head I've started building that into my routine and expectations of the day. And part of it is sometimes I will sit and say to you guys play, I want to watch you and I'll have a cup of tea so that I don't have to be bear walking yes. at that point in time. But the other thing that we've done, and I have an incredible husband like this, I'm very, very smart, is that he, I will tell him what's for supper and he will go and start getting supper going and I will withdraw for 10 minutes. Yeah. Um, because you know, even going to the bathroom doesn't work. I don't know if it works on the other ones, <laughs> no. but going to the bathroom doesn't work. Um, and so that's part of what I've been doing. And then also in the evenings, once the boys are down, is I make a point of getting up, making sure that I don't fall asleep when the kids fall asleep, and going to have tea on the couch as a grown up person on my <laughs> own with no one talking to me except my husband if we feel like talking to each other. <laughs> and I think that's been my saving grace. Great. And also just trying to make sure that I am more structured about my work hours, which. Mm. The three of us have to hold each other to account on yes. this because we're not all we're passionate about what we're doing in all our spaces. Um, so I think that's the other thing is I've just had to become very disciplined about that. Yes. So that I find hard sometimes because I want to go home and work. I think the the thing that's been helpful for me was um, something I read quite recently, which spoke about uh, realistic self care for, for yes. moms for overachieving moms. Um, <laughs> so I, I feel like that is so appropriate <laughs> for um, you, Robin. Yes. I know. I was like, like, well, I should say it's <laughs> for me. Um, and, and it was the concept of, you know, we all talk about these, uh, you need to get out, you need to do, to do things, um, you need to take care of yourself. But a lot of that we haven't been able to do. So spas are closed or, you know, like the, the gyms are closed. So you, you can't, can't go, go to movies by yourself, by yourself <laughs> which was one of my self-care activities and you're not able to do any of those things um and so it's been looking at what can i do for self-care and this book was advocating or this article was advocating um trying to just fit in five minutes 
three or four times a day. Uh, so yeah. pause moments. Yeah. yeah, and so lock yourself in the bathroom and know your kids will be okay for five minutes. <laughs> um, or you know, like schedule in that you're going to paint your toe. You are going to paint your toenails. Um, not your children. Not your children. <laughs> um, schedule in the phone call, and so um, and that can I mean that can be incredibly daunting. Um, it's one more thing that I've actually got to just do. Um, but I really found it helpful this weekend when I was feeling really completely flat and exhausted. The heat did not help. Um, <laughs> and my sister phoned me and how more refreshed I felt after a conversation with her. Yeah. Um, so one of the things I say is, is phone a friend and just go, I'm struggling at the moment. So can you find someone who you could be your partner and you can have a five minute conversation with yeah. to, you know, saying, to, to refill where you're at, your own cup where you're at. Um, and I, I thought that sounded a lot more realistic. Kind of like fit it in when I'm home yes. alone with two small children under five, and trying to work in between. Yes. Trying to find five minutes. Um, Try to find five just minutes. Just to just five minutes. Breathe <laughs> is helpful. So. Sorry. Oh, so no, you just um, triggered my thoughts. The other thing that that I have found personally really helpful with that. So coming home after a long day, I wasn't making the transition really well into family life, um, and our very kind boss reduced our work day um, <laughs> and so we got to leave at 4 instead of 4.30 but I didn't reduce my childcare so I had a whole extra 15 minutes oh wow and I, powerful I sat in the park in my car and like read a book or Facebook or something um, I even got sneaky and started taking like a snack with me that was my car snack um, <laughs> I love it and I just had 10-15 minutes on my own to decompress and that meant that I could go into the house at my usual time that they were expecting me, not knowing that my workout had been reduced, um, and be present. And, yes. And so, like, are there ways you can build those sorts of things yeah. into? Yeah, so, completely. So there was a brilliant, as you're talking, this is this, there was okay. a brilliant article that I was sent about just find moments like that you appreciate. We just take three deep breaths, so slowly in and slower out. Mm. So it's called the three deep, it's three breaths principle, which I've implemented and it's made a huge difference. And then what you were talking about is what in almost supervision with people I supervise, I talk about find the pause. Mm. And that's exactly what you described. So it's mm. find the pause. Find the pause. Find the pause. I love it. I love it. And and definitely need to work on it more. Mm. I know I'm, I'm not being very good at that. A friend actually who um, is staying over at our house um, last night, he was like, Danny, do you ever stop? Mm-hmm. It seems like you keep going all the time. And I was like, it, it, I wasn't offended by the question, but I realized I'm not finding the pause and I need to start doing that. Um, so this has been really helpful for us, I think, as always. This is why we started this podcast series. But for those who continue to struggle with that tiredness, with I'm, I'm just, I can't find the energy, I'm struggling to get out of bed, I'm struggling to even see people, when is the time to actually go, I need to see someone, I need to see a professional? Again, you're looking at me, so I'm <laughs> that's got something to do with my title. Um, <laughs> I think, so as the clinical psychologist, um, <laughs> so which is easier to default? Yes, so always. It makes us a bit lazy. Yes, so the clinical I, I, I mean, I think it's when other, your usual ways of coping are not working for you. So if you've looked at your nutrition and you're eating relatively well, you're filling up the other bits of nutrition that we've spoken about, you're getting a good seven, eight hours of sleep and you're still exhausted you've taken you've added the vitamins Mm. um and those things aren't working then it's possibly time to start looking at at 
asking a professional for an opinion yes. at the very least. Yeah. I think just to add on that as well, as if it's whatever's going on is interfering with your ability to show up. Mm. Yeah. Then that's that's always my flag is what's happening with your key relationships, yeah. your significant relationships and what is becoming overwhelming. So I think even as parents, because I'm aware it's not just moms listening to us, mm. dads who probably feel for our husbands and partners, because <laughs> these are our normal conversations, yeah. uh, is also just if it's affecting our ability to show up there, then I think that's quite a significant Absolutely. flag yeah. because we don't want that to be impacting. And the reality is you know, your partner is the one that's struggling to show up, is to just have a conversation around what's going on, what do you need? Yeah. And, and it might be what do you need just for today like when daddy was saying when she went and tapped out yeah and i think is to give each other permission that when we need to tap out i mean my husband's biggest gift i can ever give him is to just let him sleep yeah like, i put sleep in a box and gave it to him as a christmas <laughs> present for the year you'd be super happy and i think it's just figuring that stuff out for me it's going for that walk yes. you know and then tomorrow before we're going for a swim yeah like it's that stuff it's figuring out who can I hold me accountable to help me do that and i think so if i don't have those people and it's also, it is about being held to account. So you've got your key people saying, actually, I'm not like Danny, your friend saying yeah. to you, actually, do you ever stop? That yeah. was your like, oh, actually, yeah. wait, what's going on? Yes, I need to start yeah. working on myself completely. And so to have those people, I think, along with what Robin said, and when, you, when you're no longer able to show up in the ways that you want to. Yeah. Realistically show up in the way <laughs> that you want to. Realistic expectations. Great. Yeah. So thank you so much, um, Robin and Alexa. It feels very formal saying this in this way, because uh, these are the kind of conversations that we have and lunchtime here at Arise, just talking about life, how we're coping. Um, and we hope that this has been helpful for you, for those that are listening. Uh, we know it is the 14th month of 2020, but we hope that with some of our advice, um, that you'll be able to find the pause, find what works for you in creative ways, even if it's just four five minute breaks um, where you are reflecting on yourself and feeding and filling your cup and breathing in and breathing out. Um, we hope that you can take care of yourself so that your families can thrive. So thank you so much for your time, for listening in. Um, and we hope that you will tune in to our next session at Arise Lunchtime Talks. Thank you so much and visit our website at arisefamily.org. Thank you.